reviewing Sam Walton's book, Made in America. I absolutely love this book. It's actually my second time going through. And just kind of share with you some of these last couple of things Sam kind of leaves as far as, uh, you know, kind of management style and things like that and how he, he built Walmart. The Sam, and this is a little anecdote, the Sam's launch reflects another part of my management style that applies not only to the competition, but to our own people as well. I like to keep everybody guessing. I don't want our competitors getting too comfortable with feeling like they can predict what we're going to do. And I don't want our own executives to feeling that way either. It's part of my strong feeling for the necessity of constant change for keeping people a little off balance. I really like this because it's so true. You know, keeping people kind of guessing was Sam's way of doing things. Different sales shaking up the market. And it's even more true today. You know, with things almost becoming more predictable in certain industries and business, being able to shake it up a bit and, uh, you know, kind of get past this mundane noise that's kind of plagued a lot of the industries, especially kind of the industry that I'm in, which is kind of the, you know, not that it's an industry, but the entrepreneur industry, um, the way people see business and just kind of in general, I, I enjoy business. I enjoy people that are in business, kind of talking business, um, you know, shaking things up a bit and doing what Sam Walton says. So this other chapter is actually called Expanding Circles. And, you know, he says one of the main reasons we've been able to roll this company out nationally was all the pressure put on me like guys like David Glass. Earlier, Jack Shoemaker and Ron Mayer to invest so heavily in technology. And, you know, he goes on to say, I would go so far as to say, in fact, that the efficiencies and economies of scale we realize from our distribution system give us one of our greatest competitive advantages. Interesting. So, you know, like he says, you know, competitive advantage, and it actually gives them that ability to do. And, you know, later in the book, he kind of ends with his last uh, last sayings, last kind of final lessons, and... The one of the things that I actually like is, you know, this is in that chapter, the expanding the circle chapter, where he kind of talks about management style. He says, I can walk in that satellite room where our technicians sit in front of the computer screens, talking on the phone to any stores that might be having problems with the system and just looking over their shoulder. Remember that looking over the shoulder for a few minutes or two will tell me a lot about how a particular today is going. This is called over the shoulder management style. And I really like this. Um, you know, I'm not running a huge business right now. I don't have a ton of employees. The thing is, is when you scale up, having this over the shoulder management style mentality, I think is one of the best kind of frameworks you can take into management, you know, kind of peeking over the shoulder, seeing what they're doing really helps because, you know, if you have an office and let's say a lot of people are doing computer work and you, you're able to kind of catch a good way of doing this is actually screen monitoring your employees, but seeing what they're doing and kind of, you know, how productive they are. Like if you have someone that their job is data entry or finances or they're sending out emails, how efficient are they doing it? You know, like, and once you realize this, you can realize, okay, what can we do to speed this up? What can we do to make them more valuable to the company, make them more efficient? So this is his chapter in Thinking Small. He says, the bigger Walmart gets, 
the more essential it is that we think small because that's exactly how we became a huge operation by ex- by not acting like one. And I really like this. You know, he says he treats each store just like the first one and really, you know, treating the customer right. He kind of came up with that. You know, the customer's always right. He says, you know, these are six ways, uh, more important ways that we, you know, at Walmart like to think small, think one store at a time, kind of shares a couple of things with this, communicate, 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 obviously focusing on communication skills. He shares that I want you to take a pledge with me. I want you to promise that whenever you come within 10 feet of a customer, you will look him in the eye, greet him and ask him if you can help him. Three, keep your ear on the ground. That's kind of that over-the-shoulder style. Um, you know, keeping your finger on the pulse is a good another, you know, kind of framework. Number four, push reality and authority down. Uh, five, force ideas to bubble up. I like that. And this, that's actually really interesting. Him and Ray Kroc did a great job of that, you know, kind of encouraging and incentivizing employees and managers to come up with new ideas. You know, new ideas for... In Sam's case, for sales and discounts. In Ray Kroc's case, for different um, products. So different, you know, styles of food. And then six, stay lean, fight bureaucracy. And I really like that as well. Um, you know, another good chapter is give something back. I won't go too in-depth with that. Basically, you know, a good a good quote by Rockefeller is, I believe that every right implies a responsibility. Every res- opportunity and obligation Every possession a duty. And, uh, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed this chapter. He talks about, you know, he'd kind of like to see an all-out revolution in education. I am completely on board with that. That's kind of my mission with the Modern Academy and my kind of life mission, really. I would like to help reform the education system because of how archaic it is. And chapter 17, I, the last chapter, running a successful company, 10 rules that worked for me. This is a quote by David Glass. He knows as well as anyone that there there wasn't any magic formula. A lot of different things made it work. And in one day's time, he might cite all of the them as key or secret. So this, you know, kind of shows where he was very humble about it, you know. So let's see. I always prided myself on breaking everybody else's rules. And I always favored the Mavericks who challenged my rules. And I really like this. So... Again, remember, these rules are not how to run necessarily like a successful business or whatever. They're rules that he used to help build Walmart. So rule one, commit to your business, believe in it and more than anybody else's. I really like this one. Commit, commit, commit. The one thing, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. I really like this. Rule two, share your profits with all your associates and treat them as partners. Rule three, motivate your partners. Money and ownership alone aren't enough. Constantly, day by day, think of new and more interesting ways to motivate and challenge your partners. Keep everybody guessing as to what you are, your next trick is going to be. Don't become too predictable. Rule four, communicate everything that you, you possibly can with your partners. Rule five, appreciate everything your associates do for your business. A paycheck and a stock option that will buy one kind of loyalty. Ooh, weird. Rule six, celebrate your successes. Find some humor in your failures. I really like this. Don't take yourself too seriously. Loosen up. 
and everybody else around you will loosen up, have fun, show enthusiasm, always. Think up your own stunt. I really like this part. So think up your own stunt. All of this is more important and more fun than you think. And it really fools the competition. I really like that. I really, really like that. This is something that Richard Branson does really well is that, you know, coming up with his own stunts. So rule seven, listen to everyone in your company. Rule eight, exceed your customer's expectations. Remember the Walmart sign is satisfaction guaranteed. And rule nine, control your expenses better than your competition. This is where you can always find a competitive advantages. And rule 10, swim upstream. All right, that's another great rule. Really the first and last rule are my favorites is the commit and the swim upstream. His chapter on swimming upstream is amazing. You know, as, as everybody's going one direction, as everybody's running towards one thing, go the opposite direction. See how you can invert. You know, inversion is a law of... Uh, or logical tool, sorry. Um, I would really like to learn those logical tools, by the way. I know there's, there's uh, you know, there's logical fallacies and logical tools, and I'm pretty sure there's an actual, like, list of, the, you know, like a legit list. Anyways, this rule 10, which is swim upstream, go the other way. Ignore the conventional wisdom. If everybody else is doing it one way, there's a good chance you can find your niche by going in the exact opposite direction. Such an amazing book. You know, he says some of them are ordinary rules, even simplistic. And, uh, you know, to succeed, you have to stay in front of the change. And then he has a chapter on wanting to leave a legacy. I really liked that chapter. And, um, you know, kind of I'll leave you with this. Sam Walton says, you may have trouble believing it, but every time we've tested an old saying has paid off for us in spades. The more you give, the more you get. I really like that. I think I'd study retail field today and go into business that offered the most promise for the least amount of money. This is what he says in response to, you know, if um, if he had to start today, what would he do? So he says, you know, study the retail field, go into business, offered the most promise, least amount of money, probably some kind of specialty retail, something to do with computers, maybe, or maybe something like Gap, even the body shop. Really interesting. You know, I, I absolutely love this book, Sam Walton Made in America by Sam Walton with John Huey. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the Modern Academy and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.